Welcome to Feathers in My Hair, an Emotionally Broken Psycho's Patreon exclusive. Join me for the ultimate Team Mom deep dive. This is more than just a recap show. I'll scour the internet to bring you all the best drama that MTV didn't air. From police reports to deleted tweets, I've got the details on all the fights, breakups, and arrests of our favorite MTV train wrecks. If you think the moms bring the drama on TV, just wait until you hear what really happened. I'm your host, Liz Bentley. Welcome to Feathers in My Hair. If you want to hear our extended version, come on over to patreon.com slash ebpsychos and pledge at the $5 level. My loves, hello. Welcome to another episode of Feathers in My Hair. Um, so as always, apologize if the sound on this is a little fucked up because uh, I turned off the fan, but then I was so hot and then I turned the fan on and then you could hear the fan. So I turned the AC down, but now I think you can hear the AC and I'm sorry about that, but <laughs> it's like 85 degrees out right now. It's been really cold in Florida this week, actually. Uh, it like got down into the 50s one night, which is insane. Um, I know everybody finds that very annoying, but it's hot again today and I'm quite hot. So this week in Teen Mom, this was a good episode. Um, Not like that much happened. It wasn't crazy. I didn't feel like, oh my God, so much happened. But I didn't feel bored while I was watching it and I actually found it quite enjoyable. And it ended on a cliffhanger. Like, I I don't think that's ever happened. I don't think there's ever been a Teen Mom 2 or Teen Mom to be continued. Uh, sp- I mean, like, spoiler alert, it, we get a to be continued. Can I spoil on my own show? I don't know. Um, so today in Teen Mom 2 news, Cortland Rogers, ex-husband of Janelle, is out of jail. How wonderful. <laughs> I... Uh, hate slash love Cortland Rogers you know he was very instrumental in me being like obsessed with Janelle on Twitter well actually I guess I was pretty far into my obsession but like the two of them together were so nuts but I also think he's like a bad person and I'm not that into him but we'll see what he gets up to I actually do wish him like the best luck in his sobriety because he is a heroin addict he's been in prison for the last I think almost two years And he has a young daughter and, you know, I just, I hope he can stay clean. And I I really hope he and Janelle just like stay the fuck away from each other. Um, One fun thing is I have a Feathers in My Hair Twitter account. If you guys aren't following me, I believe it's EBP underscore Feathers. I shouldn't say I believe, like that is the name of the account, but so I'm not blocked by any of the team mom people. So I actually am able to follow Cortland, which is exciting. Uh, you know, I've been blocked by everybody in the team mom world, actually anybody that's worth being blocked by. And, um, so Cortland is tweeting again. He just tweeted something weird that says Cortland underscore Rogers at yahoo.com Facebook. Um, I, I don't understand what that means. <laughs> Does it, <laughs> is that his email address <laughs> like force facebook um i i don't really understand but his first tweet was been dreaming of this day for a long time now dot 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 heart and then he posted a picture of himself he's got that jail weight on him which is good 
oh, and I guess he's tweeting about his Facebook because he said some stupid person had to go and hack my Facebook, shake my head, so guess I'm starting over from scratch. Can you search for people's Facebooks by email address? I guess that's why he tweeted it out. I don't know. We'll have to uh, all go add him. Everyone search Cortland underscore Rogers at Yahoo.com to find his Facebook. What the fuck, guys? God, I'm glad he's home. Um, People are being, like, disgusting about it on Twitter and want to see him and Janelle get back together. I think they would like to see him and Janelle, like, end up in a murder-suicide. But, you know, that's the Team Mom fandom for you. So, yeah, that's the big news of the day slash week. Uh, Let's get into the episode. I think I'm going to start with little Leah this week, who I think it's easiest for me to start with who had the most boring week. And this week, Leah took the cake. Uh, So, congrats, Chelsea. You did it. You are my most boring person this week. I will send you a medal uh, after I record this. And, Leah, you won. So, we see Cousin Chastity who we haven't seen, like, at all this season. Where the fuck has Chastity been? Um, I think it's because Kayla, her friend Kayla's been around a lot, and Oreo's been around a lot. But I like Cousin Chastity. I like how she spells her name. I like that she doesn't spell it, like, Chastity. Like, she spell I don't even know how she spells it, but it's incorrect. Um, I like that she always half looks like she's not here for Leah's shit. Like, <laughs> Leah will say stuff and she'll have a love on her face. Like, what the fuck? So, yeah, I we see Cousin Chastity and Leah, to me, looked a little high. Um, in this scene, she looked particularly high. Not this whole episode, but in this scene, she was lagging. Like, she wasn't tired. I'm tired right now. I actually just paused this and, like, let out the biggest, most satisfying yawn, which I'm probably going to do again because I just said the word and, you know, contagious yawns. Are you yawning at home now? Leah's, like, talking about how she went to the beauty school And because of the schedule, she's, like, not going to go to beauty school and she wants to take college classes, which, like, I think it's great. Like, everybody can take college classes. Like, excuse me. That's wonderful. College classes are wonderful. Education is great. But it's, like, kind of a weird jump where she's, like, well, you know, because of the schedule and I have the girls on the days where um, I go to school, like, I'm just not going to go to beauty school. And it's, like, well, did you want to go to beauty school? Like, it's a year and a half long, girl. And the girls will be in school Thursdays and Fridays. Beauty school is Tuesday through Saturday, and she's the twins Thursday through, I guess, Saturday. Or maybe Sunday. Probably Saturday. And so I understand, like, she doesn't want to miss time with her girls. But the fact is, like, they'll have nights. um, And it's a year and a half. And, like, the reward could be so great. And it just seems like a cop-out to me. You know, like, if you really want to be, like... A cosmetologist, a hairdresser, makeup person, esthetician, whatever. Like, fucking put in the work. Like, this is what drives me nuts about these girls is that so many of them are so unwilling to make, like, any sacrifices to do anything because they've had so much handed to them on a plate, you know? And it's like, nobody's asking you to abandon your daughters, but, like, you can go to school on a day that they're there at your house for a year and a half and then it'll be over and it's like girl just do it if that's what you want to do but I think she just didn't want to do it and so the schedule thing was a way out for her so yeah she's gonna take college classes that's great she said something like so fucking sad and so dark which (laughs) 
was that she wants her daughters to see how important it is to go to school because maybe if she had known how important education was, she wouldn't have gotten pregnant at 17. Whew. Okay. There's a lot to unpack there, guys. Like, I... One, it makes it sound like she got pregnant on purpose, which I don't think is correct. I don't think she did, at least, but... Oh my gosh, excuse me. I don't think she got pregnant on purpose, but it does kind of make it sound like it was a choice she made. But that's not it. It's it's so sad to me because I'm someone that, you know, I'm from suburban Philadelphia. I have two college-educated parents. My dad has a graduate degree. My parents are both professionals. I come from, like, a middle to upper middle class family. And, like, college was the only option for me. I actually wish, like, somebody sat me down and was like, hey, girl, like, you're really immature, and actually I can tell that you're, like, becoming a drug addict because of the way you drink and use. Um, Like, maybe you should take some time off and, like, go on a gap year and grow and learn and, like, just chill and, like, learn how to be an adult before you go to college, but nobody did that because college was the only option for me. And it's so sad, sad and, like, crazy to think that, like, Leah came from a place where... College didn't even seem important. I wonder how many of her friends went on to college. I would guess not many. Um, I did recently rewatch Teen Mom season one, and I don't re- Teen Mom two season one, and I don't remember there being a lot of talk of like her feeling like she missed out on college, which is sad. Um, you know, like Macy and. Teen Mom OG, except it wasn't called Teen Mom OG, then it was just called Teen Mom. She was, like, always going to visit her friends at college. I assume most of Chelsea's friends went to college. Like, I don't, I wonder if Lee had any friends that went to college. And, like, look, college is not, like, the end-all, be-all. It took me, like, 19 years to get a degree, and it's done, I don't know what for me. Um, But the fact is, like, it's sad that Leah didn't even see college as an option for herself, the way she said that. And, you know, I do have to really admire the fact that, like, she wants that for her daughters. And she wants her daughters to see, like, college is not only an option, but it's important and you should want to aspire to that. And, you know, that's commendable. And good job, Leah. I think that is good. But here's the thing, like, you can't do college for other people. You can't do a lot of things for other people, you know, and you have to do that for yourself. And I wonder how much Leah actually cares about going to college because I'm going to spoil something for you guys right now. Leah did start college classes. She was snapping about it for about a week, you know, back in January and (laughs) never talked about it again. Uh, She was constantly like in that first week, like, oh, I'm so tired from class, blah, 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 blah. But I'm pretty sure she dropped out very quickly um which is sad I think cosmetology would be like way better for her and make way more sense and I literally just forgot I was recording a podcast and like had my finger like straight in my teeth (laughs) I'm very professional and I was like picking at something and then I was like oh people probably need to understand what the fuck I'm saying um so yeah Leah decides that She wants to go to college, and unfortunately, it doesn't seem to have worked out. There's been a lot of talk on, like, the Teen Mom Reddit lately, like, is Leah still in college? But it seems like she's, like, deep, deep, deep in her multi-level marketing schemes. 
So um, our next scene is, well, we see a quick flash of the girls and they're riding the truck with Corey. And it is nice, like, to just see these, like, little snapshots of Corey being a dad because he seems, like, really happy and into it. And uh, Leah calls West Virginia State University and she's just kind of like, hey, like, what do I have to do to apply? And uh, the lady tells her that she needs to send her transcript, her high school transcripts and her college transcripts. And, um, (laughs) like, not to be rude to Leah. So Leah went to the University of Charleston, which is not, I want to call it the College of Charleston, but that's in South Carolina. And this is in Charleston, West Virginia, which, fun fact, I believe Charleston, West Virginia is the capital of West Virginia. Um, (laughs) Someone's going to tweet at me and be like, no, it's fucking not. I don't know. I think it is. But... Leah was like, you know, I tried to go to school, but I wasn't ready. And that was when Addie was really young. In my head, it was before Addie, but I guess not. Um, and they tell her to send the transcripts. And I'm thinking, like, girl, what transcripts? Like, <laughs> Leah dropped out of that shit quick. Like, she did not complete <laughs> complete a college class. And, like, probably should have just been like, I didn't do that. Like, she just should have never told them about it so that they weren't expecting college transcripts from her because I don't think it counts. Um, yeah, <laughs> I don't think it counts. And uh, I noticed Leah's house is, like, very decorated for the fall, and that just seems very on-brand to me for Leah, like, that she would have her whole house decorated, <laughs> you know? Like, and I'm not knocking this. I actually love and respect this, somebody that, like, decorates for the season, Right now, she has her fall slash Halloween decorations up. Then she'll probably move to her Christmas decorations. Then, like, some Winter Wonderland decorations. Then her Easter decorations. Then Fourth of July decorations. Then that, you know, I like it. She probably, like, changes out of her figurines. Like, I like it. Growing up, I had a friend, like, one of my best friends growing up, whose mom did that for every season. And it was, like, I really aspired to be like that because my mom... (laughs) My mom didn't decorate at all. Um, You know, love her, but she's not a decorator. So I'm wondering, like, why Leah wouldn't start a community college. It seems like a weird idea for her to just, like, jump right in to a four-year college. I don't really get that. Um, Maybe it has something to do with location, but it just seems like it would make way more sense for her to just, like, take one class, like an intro to college class, at the community college. Um, it is nice. So she, like, she hangs up the phone and looks at the producer and is like, something feels really right about that. Which is, that like made me smile because I don't think Leah feels that way very often. I don't think Leah like really feels proud of herself ever, which is sad. Um, and I don't think Leah feels very motivated and inspired about a lot of things in life. Uh, which I think a lot of like drug addicts can relate to. I'm sure a lot of people in general can relate to it, but I I felt good. I know that feeling. I'm sure everybody at home knows that feeling when you just like, you feel like you've like latched onto this great idea. So she goes on a college tour of West Virginia State University and the tour guide is like really beautiful and doing that thing where she like pretends like she doesn't know who Leah is or teen mom is, which, which is like this is where we see the cracks of the fourth wall, but they haven't fully smashed the fourth wall because I feel like on OG, they'd be like, yeah, well, you know, like, I'm a teen mom. Like, 
come on, like, haven't you seen my show on MTV? But the girl's like, so you're going to live on campus? And Leah goes, no, I live really close to here. And, you know, I have three daughters. <laughs> like, like, that's what's keeping her from living on campus, is that she lives really close, so it makes more sense to commute, and not the fact that she has three daughters that she takes care of. Oh, my God. I literally cannot stop yawning, and I'm not even that tired. I ate a lot of bullshit today, and I think my body is revolting against me. Guys, when am I going to be able to stick to my diet again? I did so good for like six months and lost 45 pounds, and I've gained five of it back, and I just can't stick to the diet. So, uh, yeah, she's looking at West Virginia State University, and uh, she seems to like it. She talks about how she put a put a she put her education on hold because of her kids and like initially yeah i'm sure but i think the other reason is because she's a drug addict like i just i don't know guys it just seems weird that like leah is constantly talking about how like her kids are the reason for this and her kids are the reason this didn't happen her kids are the reason this didn't happen when really it's like no, the reason all this shit didn't happen is because you're a fucking, you're a drug addict. Like, obviously it would have been very hard to go f- to school, like, with three young kids at home, and I'm not debating that, but she was also making MTV money, and Jeremy makes, like, buku bucks, and she could have had full-time help while going to school, like, if she wanted to do that. And I don't like that she is acting like she's just a normal struggling mom that couldn't go to school because of her kids like she couldn't go to school because she was like riddled with an opiate addiction and you know trust it's like really hard to go to school when you're a drug addict um trust it's really hard so we get like that little bravo clip and it's leah and she's going to sell her wedding dresses which is bizarre i'm not really sure who would buy them and her producer like holds up the one from Corey's wedding and she goes Look at how tiny you were. And I'm thinking, like, that dress is probably big on Leah right now. Um, Like, Leah's, like, tinier now than she was when she married Corey in season one. Um, Fun fact, do you guys remember when she married Corey and he, like, wore the camo hat and then it came out that she had fucked Robbie, like, the week before their wedding? That was sad and dark. So... We see Leah, her last scene, she's, like, in full extensions and makeup, and she looks good. Like, her hair looks so much better with extensions in it. And she's talking about how she sent her transcripts, and now she's waiting for them to call. And she gets a call from the director, the admissions director, that she's accepted, which seems bizarre. I've never heard of anybody that got a call telling them that they were in. But, you know, here we are. Um, You know, props to Leah. It was cool that she, like is trying but uh unfortunately it doesn't work out and i think it doesn't work out because she doesn't actually want to do that she wants to go to cosmetology school um and she like loves hair and makeup stuff so why isn't she pursuing that so yeah boring week for leah she's getting an incredibly good edit this season and i can't tell if it's that she's getting a good edit or if mtv or she genuinely like is doing better which i guess is like a good place to be right like that the audience at home like thinks it's possible that you're actually doing better and MTV isn't just being nice to you. So congrats, Leah.
Okay, let's go to Kale's house, or should I say Kale and Javi's house, as he lets us know. Um, Javi is a fucking psychopath. Like, the shit-eating grin he has on his face at all times is, like, really scary to me. So, Javi is coming to pick up Lincoln for the week. Uh, Isaac is sad that he wants... Isaac is sad that he wants to go. That doesn't make any sense. Isaac is sad. <laughs> and he wants to go with Javi. But uh, Kale says that he can't. And Kale just, like, hands Javi, like, like a, an armful of clothing. And Javi's like, do you not have a bag? And she was like, no. <laughs> Kale is so fucking petty and bitter, and it's so funny. Um, Kale's wearing these shorts that look terrible, and her ass just looks insane. And I can only imagine, like, how much more insane her ass looks now that she's pregnant. Because as Kim Kardashian has taught us, uh, pregnancy, like, really fucks up for fat transfers in your butt. Um, Black China has also showed us that as well. So, Kale's basically, like, forcing them to leave the house and... <laughs> It's really sad, and Isaac starts crying, and I'm, like, so sad watching it. And Kale's like, no, you're going to your dad's house. And he's like, I really don't want him to leave. And Kale's like, buddy, like, he's coming back. And I, he kept saying he didn't want him to leave. And Kale kept saying he's coming back because Kale, I think Kale thought he was talking about Lincoln. But I thought he was talking about Javi. Um... I don't know. It was so sad, guys. Isaac just seemed confused. Like, he didn't seem to have, like, any idea what was going on or why it was going on. And that's sad and upsetting. Um, Like, really sad and upsetting. Kale's like, no, no, you're going to your dad's. Going to your dad's. It'll be okay, buddy. It'll be okay. And um, I saw some, like, criticism on the internet that she wasn't being, like, maternal enough because she just kept saying, like, why are you crying? But I don't know. I, I thought she handled it fine, personally. I mean, I'm not a mom, but it didn't seem that bad. <laughs> um, so they get in the car. By the way, it's nighttime when, when this happens. They get in the car to, I thought, go drop Isaac off at Joe's. But then the next scene is a daytime drop off at Joe's. So MTV, MTV, this episode was edited, like, really horribly, actually. We see it in Chelsea scene, too. But, uh, I'm guessing, like, this is just a different time. I don't know. I can't, can't keep up with MTV's editing, guys. So, uh, basically, it's cute. Like, Joe's playing with the baby, and her and him and V are laughing, and Kale and Isaac show up, and Isaac goes up to play, and, uh, Kale's just like, so where are we, like, with Javi and Isaac? And Joe's like, look, like, I just don't like that he shows up to your house. Like, I don't think that's good for Isaac. I don't think it's good for you. I don't like it at all. And V actually this time, like, seemed way more on Kale's side. And she's like, yeah, no, we agree. Like, I agree. And I'm wondering, like, I guess it's because they haven't divided the assets yet for the divorce. But, like, there needs to be some sort of quit claim deed, like, done yesterday. Like, that house needs to be in Kale's name. Um, It's not good. Uh... Joe is basically like, this is really affecting Isaac. I can't imagine how much it's affecting Lincoln if it's affecting Isaac this much. Like, he says that Isaac seems broken, which is <laughs> so sad. But basically, V and Joe are like, Isaac is not doing well. Like, he's really upset. He's sad all the time. Um, and, like, this instability is really bad for him. 
And, you know, Kale says, like, she feels like things are just, like, so out of control and she's in, like, such a bad place. And that worries me. I get worried when Kale says she feels out of control because Kale is, like, a fucking textbook control freak. And I assume it all comes from her childhood and her mom. Um, I've read something today that Kale's mom used to, like, disappear for, like, nights at a time so she could go to motels with men and that she would, like, get so drunk that she wouldn't show up to Kale's parent-teacher conferences and Susie was just, like, a horrible nightmare. Um, but I think Kale's, like, a classic control freak. Uh, I think she feels like she has to be because of her childhood, and it's the only way that she can handle her trauma is to be in control at all times. And it really worries me that she feels so out of control. I think that's, like, it. like I said, it's just a terrible place for Kale to be. I don't think it's a safe place for her to be. Um... I wouldn't be surprised if she is maybe acting out because she feels so out of control. And it's sad. It's sad. So our next scene is Javi FaceTiming her. And he's like, hi, how are you? And Kale's like, don't be nice for the cameras. Like, Kale's one of those people who's a fucking bitch and does it because she's like, I'm not fake. But it's like, it's not being fake. Like, Kale has an inability to understand social situations and social cues sometimes, I think. And I think she really, like, misunderstands that she needs to say things like, I'm well, thank you, how are you, even if she's mad. Although I guess, like, if Javi is, like, repeatedly showing up at her house, like, maybe she doesn't owe that to him. But I don't know. This is weird because I feel like on one hand, Javi is, like, a fucking psychopath that's, like, so out of control and I can understand the way Kale's acting. But then on the other hand, I'm like, Kale, just be the bigger person. Like, Kale is physically unable to be the big per- bigger person. And I think that's, like, the most frustrating thing. I can't stand somebody that won't be the bigger person. Like, I will, like, give an apology for something I feel like I didn't do if I know that will, like, make the other person feel better and it will smooth the situation over. I'm not a pushover. I mean... <laughs> I hope you can tell on this by just like my podcasting. I'm not a pushover, but I'm all about being the bigger person and smoothing things over if I feel like it's not like significant. And I'm always willing to kind of just be like, okay, like I understand what you're saying. I'm sorry if like that hurt you. What can I do to make it better? Um, I'm just like not here to like have these long drawn out fights and I'm not here to constantly be battling with someone and I would almost always just like stop the battle if it means like I have to apologize for something I feel like I didn't do like I'll do that because that it makes life so much easier and I wish I could like teach that to Kale like hey like it's not about being a pushover like nobody is saying like you have to like if somebody like really wronged you that you have to like acquiesce to them and like kowtow to them I don't know if acquiesce to them is the correct word there so I'll say kowtow That you don't have to, like, kowtow to them. You don't have to let them run you over. But that's Kale's problem. I feel like she sees the world as, like, you're either pushing or being pushed over. Um, And she wants to be the one pushing. But, like, from where I'm sitting, like, there's a nice in-between by between being the one that's, like, pushing and being or the one being a pushover. Um, There's, like, a really nice in-between. When I need to and when I have to stand up for myself, like, I absolutely can and do. But I've found that in most experiences and most things in my life, like, the world goes a lot better if I just let it go. And 
Kale really should learn the serenity prayer. <laughs> this is really AA talk um, or 12-step talk that I'm doing right now. It's like the spiritual principles behind the steps. And um, if I, you know, like try not to control everything and I kind of let things be and I accept that I can't change most things, like then I'm realizing like it's okay to give an apology to smooth things over. And, you know... I think that's what Javi is expecting from her. And when he doesn't get it, he then like pushes her harder, which I'm not like defending or saying is right. But I think that's absolutely, excuse me. I have like a weird yawn stuck in my throat. I think that's absolutely what hap- is happening. So Kale's like, Javi, you've been a psycho lately. And I wrote down that Kale's tattoos are the biggest mistake she's ever made. And I'll put that above marrying Javi, above this third baby and third baby daddy. Like, her tattoos are horrific. Like, they don't look good. They're very masculine. Um, I'm, like, not a huge tattoo person to begin with, to be honest. But, like, her tattoos make her arms look so bad. They're so dark. Like, there's just something so dark. And I don't mean, like, um, they're so emotionally dark. I mean, they're literally, like, so dark in color. <laughs> like, they do not look good. I don't understand why she did that. I want her to laser them off, actually. I know that would, like, hurt a lot, but I really want her to do that. Um. So, Kale and Javi, like, have a FaceTime. And he's like, well, I want to come over and talk about it. And she was like, okay. So Javi comes to the house and the first thing she's like, shut the door. You'll let my dogs in. And he said, you got Penny back. And I'm wondering where the fuck did Penny go? If you remember Penny's little dog, she just bought in L.A. and brought back. But where did Penny go? When was Penny gone? Did she just give Penny away for a while? Um, Teen moms are terrible pet owners. By the way, I hope everybody knows when I say teen moms, I mean capital T, capital M, not like... <laughs> Women who have children as teens are terrible pet owners. Uh, But the teen moms on OG and 2 are awful pet owners in general. And, yeah, so what the fuck is the story with Penny? Can can somebody let a girl know? So, Javi was, like, trying to give her a hug, and she's like, don't hug me. Um, And that's, like, another thing, like... Part of me is, like, just hug him, but I do understand, like, he's been acting really crazy. And this is uh, a problem with Javi is that I think he knows how she's going to react. And he knows that if he, like, goes in there and, like, tries to hug her, that she's going to be a bitch to him and look bad on camera and look crazy. So I think that's why he did it. Like, they both should have acted differently than there. She shouldn't have had to turn down a hug because he shouldn't have offered her one. He should have walked in and said, hi, how are you? Let's talk. And they should have sat right down on the couch. But instead, he tries to give her a hug. She's like, I'm not going to hug you. And then he was asked for a drink and she like won't (laughs) she won't even give him a drink which is like Kaylin come on girl like you are being so nuts and I don't know I don't do you think she realizes how bad she's gonna look or she like do you think she realizes how bad she does I cannot speak do you think she realizes how bad she's going to look and just doesn't give a fuck or she like truly doesn't realize because I'm not sure I think she honestly like doesn't even realize like how bad it will come off so um kale basically like refuses to acknowledge her part in anything you know like kale is not great at any sort of acknowledgement in life she just 
She just has no interest in it. She has no interest in admitting her wrongs. Um, and Javi says, you need to, like, admit how crazy you've made me for six months. And she's like, I haven't made you crazy. And I did I did not like that he said that because nobody makes another person crazy. Um, I don't like that. I mean, that's actually not true. Someone can make another person crazy. But I think they both had a part in it in their situation. And Kale's like, you can't come here. You haven't lived here in eight months. And I don't like it when she says you haven't lived here in eight months. So he was, like, on deployment for six of those months. So, like, yeah, of course he didn't live there. Um, And he hadn't moved. She may have filed for divorce before he left, but he hadn't moved out before then. So uh, then Javi gets, like, fucking crazy. And he said, if I want to come here and break a window and get in, I can. This is my house. What? guys that's so scary and he has this fucking grin on his face and i don't know like should i take him at word like like a part of me is like he won't actually do that so yeah like i said kale's just so unable to take accountability for anything and javi is crazy um kale said i know what i do wrong and i accept it which is lols like do you girl do you um Javi says, I didn't know that you were sleeping with all these dudes. And she was like, stop trying to make me look like a hoe. Like, yeah, we weren't working out. I slept with someone while you were gone. Like, I'm allowed to do that. I'd file for a divorce. And Javi says he can't accept it if she's still lying about it. But I don't know what he's talking about. Lying about what? Sleeping with other guys? Like, saying they were going to get back together? I don't know. So, Kaylin's basically like, look, if this... They're like, what are we supposed to be talking about? Are we talking about Lincoln and co-parenting? And basically, Kaylin's like, if we're not going to be talking about Lincoln co-parenting, like, I want you to leave. And he says, I'll leave when I want. And she was like, do you not understand how fucking crazy that makes you? And he's like, I'll leave when I fucking want. I'll break the window to get into this house if you want. And he said that shit again. And she was like, don't let the door hit you on the way out. <laughs> and he said, I'll break the fucking door if I want to. Whew. Uh, that wasn't great. I don't understand what Javi is doing. I understand that he's hurt and he's upset. But, like... Does he, like, does, when Kale doesn't know what she's going to look like, does Javi not know what he's going to look like? Like, I just, I don't know what he's doing. Um, the producer, JC, like, talks to Kale, and he's like, well, that was crazy. And she was like, um, I know what I did. I accepted it, and I moved on, (laughs) which is classic Kale. Like, Kale's moved on. Hope everybody else did, too. Um, and she was like, I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry, which is classic. And then she says, I apologize and cried to him numerous times, which I believe um, I'm thinking like a lot of off camera crying and talking happened, like maybe right when he got home or before he came home. And that's why we're at like such a breaking point right now. So then like a producer goes outside to talk to Javi and Javi's like, this is fucking bullshit. I'm tired of the fighting. I just want to put this behind us. I just want this to be over, which like I get and I understand, but I don't think he actually feels that way. And so he's like, I'm going back in there. We're just going to end this and I'm not fucking knocking either because this is my house, which yikes. And then we get a to be continued sign, which is like, what? To be continued? Like since when do we? to be continue anything um i guess that was actually like part one of the season finale whatever that means and next week is part two and the reunion i don't really know the preview looked weird but basically the scene or the show ends with javi like opening the door and i just 
I don't know what Javi's doing. It's upsetting to me. It doesn't make any sense. Um, both of them are are just really fucking up, and it's sad because they're not in any better of a place now. And this was filmed like in October, and it's now mid March, and like they're still going at it. And Kale got a PFA recently, so it's sad. Hey guys, hope you enjoyed this week's episode of Feathers in My Hair. If you want to hear the extended version, come on over to Patreon www.patreon.com slash ebpsychos pledge at the $5 level and you'll get access to the extended version you'll hear my thoughts on uh, Janelle and Chelsea alright guys thanks so much have a good week kisses this has been an episode of feathers in my hair an emotionally broken psychos patreon exclusive executive producers Molly McAleer and Liz Bentley produced by Nicole Mack Special thanks to Sarah DiGiovanna for our logo. Head on over to our Patreon page for more rewards. www.patreon.com slash ebpsychos. And come on over to our Facebook page for more discussion.